folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Ho! Hey, everybody. Hello! It's Curry Pointers here with your boy. It's Bob, it's Bob, it's Bob Fickety. And today on a Small Package show. Shinsuke Nakamura is playing mind games with AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. Rusev Day is coming to WrestleMania. In a big way. John Cena faced Kane, the brother of The Undertaker on Raw. Who was John Cena? John Cena won. Also, choke slam. (laughs) We're breaking down the feuds. That you'll see at WrestleMania. So if you've been out of the loop for a little while, this is the episode that'll help you get caught up on where these feuds came from and where they're going at the show of all shows. All that today and more today on the Small Package Show. Hey, Bob, could you hit them with it, please? Small Package? You know what is so funny is that like this is WrestleMania season. If, if, if in, in the words of Step Brothers, it's the Catalina fucking wine. This is the biggest show of the year. It's the it's the grandest stage of them all. It's Wrestle fucking Mania, and our podcast this week. You know we get more. We're not going to be shy about this. We're not going to you know hide behind the curtain. This is the biggest week that we have for listeners, is the build-up to WrestleMania. Whoa, no way. The week and a half before Mania and the week after Mania are our biggest spikes in listenership, which means that we got to be more professional than ever. And here you are, going right back to the old well of fart noises. It's what the audience wants. Is it, Bob? Yeah. Or is it what Have you ever heard a single audience member complain? What audience member? Exactly. Anyway, welcome back to Small Package Show. Uh, man, a lot going on, and we're going to try to get to as much as we can. Let's uh, let's fly right into Cleveland, Ohio, for Monday Night Raw. Do we have to fly into Cleveland, Ohio? We do, unless you're the Miz, in which case you can change where you're built from. Hey. Uh, so Monday Night Raw this week, um. It it uh it opened with another Roman Reigns beatdown. Yeah. Um which I mean the fans were all about, but it was also like eh it was it was he weird. did this already. Yeah, and, and it was still it was brutal again. Roman Roman got an ass beat. He got some shots in on Brock, but he got a beating. Uh Nia Jax beat Mickey James, it, you know, who came out there on behalf of Alexa. And then afterwards, Naya again chased after Alexa and tried to kill her. So, you know, we're we're building towards that Alexa Bliss Nia Jax match at Mania. Um, we had you know video with Ron, with Ronda back, like you know promo shit. Uh, Cedric Alexander came out, and um, uh, it's funny because apparently Drew Gulak and TJP are calling themselves Catchpoint. Or is that just not a thing? Somebody said that. 
Oh, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali defeated them um, in a tag team match. And it was nice to see the Cruiserweights back on Raw. No purple ropes, but yeah. getting them on Raw was good. Uh, Miz TV, he got a welcome home chant and then shit on the crowd by reminding them that he's from L.A. now. Uh, so good with with his, his heelishness. Uh, so what winds up happening here is we get uh, Seth Rollins coming out early and sort of, you know, turning the Miz garage on the Miz. And it really does. They did such a good job of selling this. It really seemed like the Mistrage was was finally fed up with the Miz. Uh, we had Bo Dallas calling the Miz a uh, an overrated actor, or you know, hack B or C list actor, and a bad wrestler. Uh, and then Finn Balor came out and he threw even more gas on the fire. Ultimately, we think we're seeing the Mistrage turn on the Miz, and at but- the last second. No, they smash into Bal- uh, Balor and Rollins, and uh, they have the Miz's back, and they're just as good actors as the Miz. I mean, they are in the Marine Six. Are they really? That's fun. Or the Marine? They're in the. They're in one of the Marines. So we get uh, a weird promo with Kane. Um, I the that backstage promo. I mean, you know, talk about. I get that we're no longer in the era of mystique, where it's like, it's it's not you know back when the Undertaker was really coming up from the dead and Kane was really coming from hell. But still, he's got like a little bit of that carryover. And then seeing him in that back room, like that boy, that well lit boiler room, being like John Cena, there's some demons, and I'm like Kane, please. Where, what are you doing? You're a mayoral candidate now. You really need to like... Come on, Glenn. What are we doing here? Also, I really hope that his constitu- like his opponents run videos of him doing those promos. Like, Glenn Jacobs says he's good for the community. But Glenn Jacobs is threatening to send this other man to hell. This American patriot. <laughs> yeah, right? John Cena, decorated war hero. <laughs> Um, Oscar defeated a jobber. Uh, so she's undefeated. No way. <laughs> she kept the streak. Whoa! She, they sh- didn't throw it away to a random jobber uh, two weeks before Mania. Jamie Frost. Okay, she has a name. Uh, and she was real confident. Except that promo was kind of botched. Like it, it sounded like she had a stroke right before she gave that promo because she just rambled for a minute about how like everyone thinks that they're like everyone thinks that they're ready for Oscar, and Oscar says no one is ready for Oscar, but Oscar doesn't know me. So not only am I ready for Oscar, but Oscar's not ready for me. And it's like, dude, what? She hasn't lost in two years. Who are you? Um. But hey, man. I mean, they're trying to. I guess they're trying to get a little bit of that James Ellsworth magic. With, sure. You know, hey, jobbers, cut a crazy promo. Maybe you get popular. Um, you know, we hear about Corey Graves and Michael Cole going on about Ultimate Deletion and about the tweets that uh, Matt sent uh-huh. out about fucking Michael, Michael Cole. Cole. Um, what a weird view that would be. Bray versus Cole or uh, Wyatt, Wyatt versus Cole. No, no, no. Or Matt, wow. You said I said yeah, Bray and then Wyatt. I said Wyatt. Yes. <laughs> Matt versus it's Cole. It's been a week. It's okay, man. Um, so, you know, Bailey and Sasha finally come to, come to blows backstage. Um, so we, we, we potentially will get that at 
uh, WrestleMania. I think that I, are they both confirmed for the women's Rumble thing now? Uh, women's Royal. Let me look. If not, we might get their match at Mania, which would be great. But, I hope not. But, you want to know why? Why? Because that would be a big match for. It would get lost uh, in the shuffle. Yeah, just get lost in the shuffle. Save it for a later pay per view. Um, perhaps a lot of fans. Yeah, are waiting they are time. also both announced for. Honestly, they're going to be the final two people in the women's battle royal. That, just a heads up. That's a that's a good prediction, and it's it's highly likely. Sorry, I'm hitting my vape. Hey, you would. Hey, man, I've been off of cigarettes for uh one month and. Uh, two weeks now. All right. So, how about that? Um, we have uh, the bar cutting promos. DeBear. Uh, talking uh, on Strowman, who still doesn't have a tag team partner yet. Uh, and then Strow- He would reveal it if he lost to Sheamus in the ring. Uh, but that didn't happen. Strowman beat Sheamus. Um, and then, you know, he just destroyed the bar, is what happened. DeBear. Um, Kurt Angle wants to talk out on the ring about the match with him and Ronda versus Stefan Triple H. No, he doesn't. Ronda comes out and cuts a promo. She's getting a little better. A little better, but that was some yikes city makeup. Ah, uh, well. They, they made her look like she had, like, the fucking flu or something. It was a little weird. She did look a little bit pale, but... And, like, they made her eyes, like, puffy and red, but, like, not red eyeshadow. It was, like, red under yeah, eyes. it was really weird. And I, it I honestly made it look like she was sick. Like, I, I remember saying something to you, saying, does Rhonda have eye infections, or is that makeup? Yeah, exactly. Um, like, that was look, not a good look. Her promo skills are getting better. Um, and, honestly, I'm mostly excited about seeing her doing in-ring action. She did get a takedown on um, members of Absolution because mm-hmm. they came out to tell her, hey, you should join us. And she's like, yeah, nah. Nah, bruh. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think she's getting better um, on the mic. I just, I you know, I think that they need to give her some more coaching on that because um, it's not something she's used to having to give. Yeah. You know, having to talk. You know, it's like it's one thing to be a fighter and try to translation that skill. Into I mean, she being did act in Fast Furious Seven. No, I know, I know. It she had no lines in it. I don't think. But. I think she had like three lines, but they were all directly to the Rock. Um, but here's the thing: is that you know, it's one thing to transition your skills as a fighter, like a real MMA fighter, into being a wrestler. However, it's another thing to also learn the skill of public speaking in front of an audience of tens of thousands of people. Um, I think she'll get it. Mm-hmm. She's not crumbling, you know. Yeah. She's not getting out there and completely. And it's and also, not like she's totally new to talking to crowds. She's done UFC press events. Honestly, she's, it, yeah. I mean, she she can handle her own, you know. And also, she's not quite fucking things up as much as Kurt does. Sometimes. Oh, Kurt! I love Kurt, but there's sometimes when he comes out there and it's just WrestleMania like, twenty one thirty four. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, he's like he fucked up the name of a WrestleMania. It's so funny sometimes, and it's also sometimes like, oh, your head injuries might be part of this. So I'm not. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Balor Club, uh, Anderson and Gallus took on the Miz Taraj. Guess who won? 
Valor Club. Mr. No. Oh, no. Um, uh, uh, we have uh, Elias versus Rhino after Rhino interrupts uh, him doing his song. Elias, Elias with wins. the big win. Yeah, Elias gets the W. Um, next, we have Cena versus Kane. No disqualification match. And it was all right. It was, okay. it was an all right match. You know, we had some outside of the ring stuff. Um, we had uh, Cena doing a choke slam, which is fun. Cena doing a choke slam, which was very fun. Um, then we had a Cena sit up moment, a Kane sit up moment. Um, we had uh, people going through tables, and uh, in the end, uh, John Cena got a attitude adjustment through a table and wins with the pinfall. Afterwards, he shouts into the air about Undertaker some more. Um, I, how funny would it be if they did some sort of movie twist at the end where they write out decades of their own kayfabe and The Undertaker doesn't exist? And this is all in John Cena's mind. There is no Undertaker. <laughs> John Cena just wants to fight his dad. Something sad like that. But no, he screams about The Undertaker, you know. I don't know if he said coward again. He might have. Um, he got the do something chance going again. Um, and then he's like, I hope that we get an answer from the Undertaker. Also, uh, normally I would save something like this for wrestling news, but I feel like it fits best here. Uh, his Instagram is on fire, dude, <laughs> with these with these Taker Taker posts. Uh huh. John Cena, if you don't follow him on Instagram, we maybe have mentioned this before on the show. He just is a kind of a shit poster. He's like the most insanely weird shit poster on Instagram, and it's it's a sight to see. Like uh, there was one week where th- this was a couple months ago where he was in a feud, and uh, somebody was kind of goading him through their promos, and so he just posted a picture of a troll doll with that with his opponent's face on it. But most of the time, the posts aren't even really wrestling related. No, most of the time they're just nonsensical stuff close up like images like macros uh and just all sorts of stuff memes that have nothing to do with anything going on Mm -hmm. um but the undertaker one where it was a crudely drawn version of john cena poking an understicker head with with a stick saying come on do something uh highly entertaining highly entertaining so that was raw on a smackdown uh, big moments from SmackDown Live. Rusev. So, it should be noted first. And him and Jinder tag team. Tag team. Against Bobby Roode and Randy Orton. Um, Jinder was supposed to be tagging with the non-dead Singh brother. And that Singh brother... Got dead. Got dead from a Randy Orton attack. Um, and so he was like, it's okay, I have a new tag team partner. And Rusev came out to such a pop. Insane pop. The crowd was screaming Rusev Day. And ultimately, at the end of a okay tag team match, it was was all right. Wasn't great, but wasn't bad. We got the biggest surprise of all. Rusev wins by pinfall on the champ, Randy Orton. Uh Uh-huh. So backstage, Jinder is congratulating him and being like, man, you, you know what, Rusev? You made me look so good. And I'm going to do you a favor. 
I'm going to get you front row tickets to my match at WrestleMania. I'll spare no expense. I think even started him or the Singh brothers started rambling about getting him like popcorn and t-shirts and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then Rusev said, you know what? Got a better idea. I went to Daniel Bryan and I said, hey, Daniel, I just pinned the U.S. champion. Maybe I should be added to the match and make it a fatal four 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 way way. Good. Now I don't have to do any post processing on this. You just did the effects for me. High five. Um, <laughs> goddamn fart noises. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, Bob, but the addition of Rusev to the match did two things for me. First, it actually added an element of surprise as to who who might win this match. Uh huh. Before this, I was fairly certain that it would be Orton with a slight chance that Bobby would get it back. Uh-huh. Now that Rusev's added in the match, it's kind of a... Orton's a chances drastic go down. Yeah. Good English, Bob. Dude, you, you got another Steiner oh, yeah, promo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Add uh, Kurt Angle to the mix, and your chances drastic go down. There's a 43.5% chance that Orton retains... There's a 72.5% chance that Rusev wins the title. There's a 12.5% chance that Bobby Roode walks with the title. That's a 114% chance. Um, anyway, uh, it also does a second thing, which yeah. that match went from probably bottom three matches for me on the card to probably top five, for me at least, personally, matches that I'm excited to see. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, somewhere in that top five range. Hopefully, we get another insane Rusev day with a tank entrance. Oh yeah, dude! If you haven't seen that, go back to WrestleMania play button. Uh, I believe that was thirty one. Thirty one, and that is also the one with Ronda Rousey for you guys looking to catch up on storylines. True that, dude. Uh, Rusev was the U.S. champion at the time, defending against All American John Cena. And he rode a fucking tank to the to the uh, to the uh, side of the stage ramp, and it was fucking awesome. Uh, highlight maybe of Rusev's career. Um, so we got that. That was very cool. Uh, the highlight of, of his career is marrying his manager. Hey, man. Uh, New Day's back, and it also ended yeah. a terrible fucking. Storyline. Oh, thank him. God, too. Like the Ziggler, the Ziggler Lana thing Lana was so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable and weird, especially when you knew that Lana and Rusev in real life were like in a very serious relationship. The fact that they were like, yo, Ziggler and Lana make out on TV. That's such a Vince McMahon thing to be like, you know what would be funny? I'm a little mad at Rusev for cutting his hair and, and uh, leaking that image on Snapchat, even though it's his own fucking life. You know what? I'm mad. Hey, Ziggler, get over here a second. You mind making out with this fucking foreigner's girl on TV? That'll show him. She's from Florida. You know that, right? I said this foreigner's girl. Oh. Because Rusev is from Sure. I I thought I said this foreign girl. No, 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 no. I was going to say, man, he's buying into his own kayfabe. (laughs) Vince can't. Vince doesn't know any of the real names of any of these performers. He's just like, hey, Kevin Owens, my boy. And he's like, well, I mean, you know, it's not my real name. Real. I mean, it is Kevin, but it's not my real. Shut the fuck up, Owens! You're Owens! Forever! Then and now! Two. Ding! <laughs> dong! Dong! Uh, New Day came back. <laughs> Let's get this. New Day came back, and they cut a pretty good promo, and they tossed lots of pancakes, 
And then the Bludgeon Brothers showed up. They started swinging hammers. Oh, yeah. Um, Becky Lynch defeated Ruby Riot. Um, and uh, Dolph Ziggler defeated Tyler Breeze, and it looked like Fandango distracted. He looked like he was trying to, at first, he was just being weird. Then it looked like he was trying to distract Ziggler, but he distracted Breeze, and then they lost. So I don't know if this is leading to some sort of breakup no. for them. They were just being goofy. It's possible, but it was know. that was incredibly funny. Like, yeah. I mean, he was trying to run away from them, and then they, like, both got back in the ring, and he's still, like, running around uh, the ring. Like, it was just, it was pure comedy wrestling. Great stuff. It was, it I made funny. me laugh. It, it's not a fucking breakup. I'm not, ma- I'm not mad about it. It just was a little confusing. It's not uh, a And then Charlotte was supposed to fight uh, Natalia in a rematch. However, she missed that night due to injury. She was not on the Mixed Match Challenge. And on the Mixed Match Challenge, there was a fan vote for who would fight with Bobby Roode. Uh, Becky Lynch was an option, so she won in a fucking landslide. Um, and Roode, well, yeah, when her competition is Lana and... Carmella. Yeah, it was Carmella. Um, Could have been Naomi. And uh, so Becky Lynch and Bobby Roode get the win over Sasha Banks and... Finn Belier. So it will be Bobby Roode and Becky Lynch. No, Charlotte's going back in. Charlotte's going back in. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, either way, it's Bobby Roode and a lady. <laughs> and Versus one of the women of Ms. wrestling. Team Oscar. Oh, right. Ms. and Oscar did beat Strowman yeah. and uh Bliss. Yeah. Um, did you watch two of five live? Uh no, because uh, the tournament stuff's already done. However, I heard that okay. the Fatal Four Way that was on there was excellent, and I saw a couple clips sure. from it. And there's one a really creative spot that happens, and two a really sick. The finishing sequence was really seamless and well done. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So I guess we can get into wrestling news real quick and then we will wrap up the show with talk about the uh, the wrestlemania card i know i'm not doing my job here sure. quote unquote job because there's some news that i've actually been actively avoiding because i don't want to it, it becomes hard we're getting into wrestlemania yeah. and there's shit that's happening and there's injuries and there's stuff and everyone's like oh man spoilers big return announced Spoilers, big, right. t- big, you know, speculations avoiding, for these I've matches, and that. it's like I don't, I don't want, I want to, like, I want to be a mark. I just want to be a mark. This is the one day of the year, Bob, where that's okay. This is for us. I just want to be a mark, man. That's cool. So, no, no, it's I get it. I have to. I tell you right now, there was a video posted by Cultaholic because they do like their little breaking news uh-huh. thing almost every day, uh-huh. and there's a video they posted where like we think we figured out who Braun's tag team partner is going to be, and I I actually clicked the the three dots, you know, the more options, mm-hmm. and went not interested, so that video would stop popping up in my YouTube front page because I don't want to know the spoilers, man. I don't. As much as as part of being on this podcast should be, you know, telling all, you know, the people at home listening everything we know, dude, this is a good time of year to just sort of sit back and watch it like a TV show. Mark out, enjoy some fucking moments, because last year's WrestleMania gave us so many mark out moments, uh, and the biggest of which was probably the Hardys' return, and so this year could give us plenty of those too, and. uh 
So I'm not looking forward to any of these spoilers. Um, but here's a fun news segment that's not spoiler related. Hit it with it. There's a new Matt Hardy t-shirt that you gotta see. It's uh, heavily influenced by the ultimate deletion. Mower of lawn. Delete. I like it. That is a fun shirt. Uh I'm so pissed at us for accidentally forgetting to record about the ultimate yeah i don't know how we forgot that it i had it in my notes too of things to talk about and i talked about bray wyatt during our discussion of big cast and then it wasn't until we were watching uh raw this week that i remembered and i put that on as a tag on on the show and so uh and then even in the tag on i called it the final deletion mm-hmm. so super fails but uh other wrestling news I think they mentioned that Shane was released from the hospital. Okay, that's good. So I don't should be okay, but I don't sure. I don't know what's going to happen with their match. It looks like there's uh a a detailed list of of moves that are banned from being performed. Oh yeah. Um and this has to do with a a a lawsuit involving a wrestler who was paralyzed. Um, it's just part of the Louisiana State like Boxing and Wrestling Commission because they still treat pro wrestling as part of their boxing commission rules. So this is what's interesting is that this was reported by John Pollock um, of Post Wrestling, and also he's on uh, The Law, the Canadian uh, radio station that talks about wrestling. Um, so this is the uh, the red line list of rules um, from uh, Secretary John Green Jr. of the Louisiana uh, Boxing and Wrestling Commission. All variations of the pile driver. That's okay. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, it kind of sucks if we get seen a taker, but whatever. Well, no. So I there's there's a Deadspin article uh-huh. uh, written by. Uh, Dave Bixpain, I believe, uh, is his name. Sure. Um, but the- it's it it basically because he actually talked to someone in, sure. in Louisiana, and they give people clearances if they deem them to be professional enough sure. or something. And so, like, just because they're on the WWE roster, they all just get a pass. So, oh. like, these rules aren't going to affect mania. I was going to say, because this article is then is then kind of spinning it to sound like it could affect mania. And the list of rules that you're learning, I guess this mostly applies to, like, indie guys then. But this list of moves, if this was at WrestleMania, would just be like, wow, WrestleMania fu- got fucked. All variations of the power driver. Sure. All variations of the power bomb. What? The moonsault, shooting star press, 450 splash, or any variation thereof, which involves one wrestler leaping or flipping over the ropes or turnbuckle to contact the head or neck of an opponent. The stun gun, or any variation which involves one fighter's head or neck being dragged, draped, or clotheslined across the ropes. The striking of a wrestler's head with any object, including chair, trash can, lid, etc., And then no wrestler shall throw, push, or shove, or force another out of the ring over the top rope. Yeah, I mean, which that is would, literally two matches of, of the, Mania of the guard. card. Um, yeah, I guess further on it's saying in this yeah. that the commissioner 
can choose to allow so, them to if they are well trained professionals. Who's this Green? Um, the commissioner guy. Is his last name Green? John yeah, Green, Green Jr. Jr. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's As for those exemptions, Green has quickly made it clear that WWE is not subject to the move bans as sure. the commission trusts the competence and training of the wrestlers. With Ring of Honor being a quote unquote major league group now running UNO Lakefront Arena the night before WrestleMania, he felt the same way about that promotion. But given how many of the wrestlers on independent shows that week in New Orleans qualify as quote unquote well trained professionals, shouldn't those shows be treated as major league events in terms of the exemption? Where's the line and why is it there? Again, Green left it up to Naquin, who Naquin is. John Green Jr. is the lawyer serving as commission secretary. Um, Whereas, I don't know who. Uh, this Naquin character is. Anyway, point is, these rules aren't going to affect WWE, they aren't going to affect um, Ring of Honor, but they could impact the small indie shows that all run around the same time. Fair. NXT might get also passed. Well, NXT's part of WWE. That does, that's not a problem. Well, probably not, but they also sometimes state that the, the NXT is the developmental, so who knows. Anyway, uh, other news real quick. Uh, so Ronda Rousey went on to um, went on to the the show with this is if you're not however a, however um, uh, back to the yeah added in the Deadspin article sure um, they have local promoter Luke Hawks and his Wildcat Sports promotion um, and he's helping like a lot of these shows run because he's he knows the area and probably knows like which venues are good to book and etc sure, sure um he said uh we've never had any problems with doing 450s or moonsaults or anything like that our rules are fighting in the crowd pile drivers and bleeding as long as you stay away from that stuff you're good to go they're not a stickler for the other stuff so basically don't do any like no dq into the crowd spots don't blade or sure. and don't do pile drivers. Sure. And like, yeah, pile drivers kind of suck because like they're a staple on indie shows, but like right. it is just it is. don't do it for a day. That's all. So uh real quick another news, Ronda Rousey uh was on ESPN and I didn't actually know this. I haven't watched I haven't watched in a while. You know, Mike and Mike in the morning used to be one of my favorite shows on ESPN. I mean, on the radio station, and then also when they put it on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know that Mike and Mike ended after 18 years last year. Oh, yeah. Didn't um, they get in like, a big fight? Well, the, uh, yeah, apparently somebody on their stage set leaked that the show was going to be ending because they were going to move Greenberg to a more like Good Morning America style of show, and they were going to uh, set up Mike Golick with his son and also Trey Wingo. Mm-hmm. And continue on the radio, but anyway, if you didn't see it, Rhonda was doing a press thing, and she was on the show with Golik and Trey Wingo, and then we get this really weird interaction. And I don't know if you've seen this at all, Bob. Um, I'm just going to play from about the 30 second mark, about 25 second mark, because this is where things start to get weird. Mike Golik is trying to ask her, um. I think he's trying to ask her something about uh, if you could go back in time and fight somebody. You've seen this? So I'm just going to play this little audio clip for the fans at home. 
Uh, just so you can experience this. This is Mike Golick talking to Ronda Rousey. So, Ronda, let's let's go back and and start with when you knew from the the MMA when you were done there. When you when you knew in your mind, I'm not going to fight anymore. I never said that. Ah, so there is a possibility that you could go back in time. There's a possibility that I could go back in time. That's go, your question to me. Go back in time and, and, and fight. Go back in the octagon. I do not have the ability to go back in time, no. No. Would you fight again? I don't know. Okay, so it, it, it continues, and, and it is an awkward segment to be sure. But that moment, in, it, like specifically, either Rhonda is a, is a fucking bag of rocks uh, or she is a master class troll. He, he I guess he kind of worded the question. Like, I got what it, he was I, going I got for. what he was going for. Yeah, he, he's like, if you could go back, comma in time, you would go like at, at comma a again. Yes. at a later date. He could have worded it a little better. Sure, he could have said some. Even if he just said, "So in time, you'll be back." And that, but just start but, just being like, I can't go back in time. Right? The fact that he's she she thinks he suddenly shifts the conversation to fucking time travel is so weird, dude. It was definitely, it was definitely uh, an interesting, uh, an interesting moment to be to be sure. Um, any other wrestling news you want to get to? Otherwise, we can jump straight into Let's talking do about this the storyline. So, one of the things we wanted to do for you guys this week is to sort of talk about the matches that we have confirmed and one that we don't have confirmed yet, but will probably be confirmed soon for the WrestleMania card and sort of discuss how we got here in the storyline and what the gist of the feud is. Um, so, we pulled this list straight from Wikipedia, and then the one that we added is Taker Cena because within a reasonable degree of certainty, we're probably getting that match. Mm-hmm. The amount of hype they're putting into it, I mean, at this point, if they aren't going to give us the match, what the fuck was the point of all this? True. So, first off, let's talk about the championship match between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns' universal championship match. So far, no Actually, stip. this all really goes back to WrestleMania 31. They're a tying a does. lot of stories from 31 into 34. That is true. So, yeah, um, Brock Lesnar was the WWE champ, yes. and Roman Reigns was working his way up to uh, become number one contender and finally yes. take on the Beast Incarnate. This is back at 31. This is back, yeah. And uh, Brock had just demolished uh, Seth Rollins and John Cena at yes. the Royal Rumble that year. True. Um, so, I mean, this guy was looking unstoppable. He's, you know, been on the hottest streak of his career, arguably. And keep in mind, too, that the year before that, he ended, he was the one in 21 and one. He, he ended the mm-hmm. Undertaker streak at WrestleMania 30. Um, and so now we get Roman Reigns. And is it finally, you know, the Golden Boys chance to shine uh, in his first WrestleMania main event? It's very, no, it's not his it's time to possible. shine because it's the heist of the century. And then Seth Rollins and then Seth Rollins came. So Roman never really got 
I mean, he kind of got his one-on-one match with Brock, but right. he never got a full, complete one-on-one match with Brock because uh, that the WrestleMania main event turned into a triple threat. And even since then. And it ended with uh, Rollins running away and becoming a great heel champ through most of 2015. And also, it should be noted that Roman still, to this day, almost every time he comes in, into contact with Brock, um, up until this, obviously the last couple weeks of Raw, um, other people would get involved. So even the chances that he did get mm-hmm. uh, Strowman blew an opportunity for him at some point. I think that was the uh, fast lane or rumble before la- last year's WrestleMania. Um, and then post that WrestleMania was the ambulance flip and all that stuff and the Strowman-Roman feud. But but Strowman had cost him his chance at the, t- at the championship. So... You know, he he he, does, he has not had really a straight up one on one me and Brock again since Seth cost him that. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Brock's had some ups and downs, but mostly ups. He did lose two matches to Goldberg and lost the title, but he got his mojo back at last year's WrestleMania against Goldberg. So uh, Lesnar is still on a very hot streak. The only person who's really stood up to him effectively one-on-one since then is Strowman, but Strowman mm-hmm. is not involved with this. Hey, this AJ. Is... Well, AJ gave him a good run. He gave him a he good run. He gave him a good run, and it was and a we fantastic all thought, match. We all, we, all, we all thought there was a chance that he could tap out to that fucking calf crusher. That is true. Man. But then instead, we got that fucking head bam, slam. Bam, bam, bam. It was nuts. So what I would say is, is that, you know, and, and that match definitely got me hyped for the possibility of in the future Brock feuding with smaller guys. Uh-huh. But that being said, that's not what this is about. Roman versus Str- uh, Lesnar is a match. Now, fast forward to this year. Uh, Roman is looking for his opportunity to get back in the title scene. He is now the second person to defeat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. So both men in this match are the only two with Undertaker wins at WrestleMania. Yeah. Worth noting, I feel like. That that's fair. Um, but yeah, he he does not get his chance at the Royal Rumble. Uh he gets himself into the elimination chamber and wins it. And so yes, there that guarantees his match against Lesnar for Mania. Yes. Um and, and up to that point, uh since Elimination Chamber Reigns has been calling out Lesnar for not uh appearing at shows and um yeah not being there for the fans and how roman is there every day and working hard and uh then lesnar finally made an appearance and has uh as we mentioned the past two weeks just beat his ass down just smashed him one time while roman was handcuffed due to things yeah um and anyway, yeah, so this match is going to happen, and it will probably be the final match of the card. I mostly, I'm, uh, I, the only thing I could see going on after this match is Ceno Taker. That's fair. There's a possibility if it is some sort of retirement match for Taker that for it's, Taker that it's the last match. I mean, we thought last year's. We thought last year's match was the retirement match. He left his hat and gloves in the ring. I honestly think that it kind of takes away from last year if they do that a- again. I think he's going to win it. I don't know, man. I think he's going to beat John Cena and ra- ride off into the sunset as a hero. It would be I crazy. think it's a better storyline ending for Taker than 
seen what we got last year. Yeah, but Taker's an old school guy who's the type of person who thinks... Yeah, going out on his back and everything, but it's not like he's giving Cena the benefit of a rub. Like, that was what he did with with Roman last year. Like, he did his going out on the back last year. This is his victory lap. Sure. Like, give him the fucking belt. Like, not belt, but give him the fucking win and let him be the champ. Uh, that match is not confirmed, but it is in all likelihood going to happen. Uh, we might as well just, since we've opened that can, go ahead and talk about that real quick. Uh, Cena at last year's WrestleMania feuded with Miz, and one of the things that he'd said while Miz was calling him out for getting everything he wants is that that's not true, because if I got everything I want, I'd be fighting The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Seeds planted. Not to mention that the internet wrestling community has been going on for years about this being a dream match. Mm-hmm. Seeing Cena and Taker at WrestleMania. Uh, while many of us could agree that this match would have been better served maybe five years ago. Uh-huh. Um, as you had said, uh, Phil, friend of the show, yeah. uh, had done an interview with Bruce. Was he said Bruce it was? Pritchard, yes. Yeah, where he said that uh, that um, Undertaker's in the best shape he's seen him in in years. Mm-hmm. And if that's true, this could be a great match. We have not seen Taker except for the promo that he did at the raw 25 which was a very weird moment anyway yes he it it was almost non-canonical he basically just came out and was just like rest in peace growled a little i was here for raw 25 and he left that's the only time we've seen him since last year's wrestlemania yes um now that sparked a lot of people being like oh is he back and then nothing and then it wasn't until a couple weeks ago uh, you know, Cena has been losing all of his roads to WrestleMania. He lost the Rumble, so he was like, "Great, I don't get a title shot." And he then lost he lost the Elimination, elimination chamber. chamber. Um, and then he lost another match. It was like another like six oh six was, man tag or or six, or six uh, five way. Six no, way? the six pack challenge right. at uh, the last pay per view for SmackDown, right? Which uh, was for the belt, and so of course AJ retained, but. Uh, He's lost all of his roads to WrestleMania, and he started talking about how he was just going to have to go to WrestleMania as a fan unless he calls out The Undertaker. So he's been calling. They don't want me to do it, but I will. (laughs) Wink. Wink. It's like Um, literally who said don't call out The Undertaker. I don't know. So, but he's been calling him a coward, saying he won't come fight him. And obviously, Undertaker allegedly sent out Kane, or Kane came out to defend Undertaker's honor. And next week is the go home show. So, this is just catching you up to the go home show. Obviously, next week's episode, we will summarize the go home show and do our predictions for WrestleMania. But this is just to sort of get you guys all mm-hmm. caught up to speed on why these feuds are happening. Also, um, just watch the promo package videos that WWE puts together. They like for all the shit that we say about WWE, their ability to edit together a comprehensive summary promo package to get you hyped right before a match yeah. is second to none. Oh yeah. Those things are always perfectly like just cut together and get, do a really great job of filling people in with the story. That's one of the only things that honestly kind of jarred me about some of the new Japan stuff we watched was not having any sort of context. Yeah, why are these guys fighting? But that being said, we're going to give you this little rundown right now. So if you're just catching back up, you've been on a loop for a while, you can know why these feuds are happening. And we'll probably also, I'll probably also record something a little later as like a special non-episode special about a much deeper analysis of last year's WrestleMania to this year's WrestleMania. 
But for the meantime, Miz versus Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. We just gonna skip over AJ Styles. Shinsuke? Oh, I, I for I for a second we did Cena, so I I thought we did the second box. AJ's- However, this this one is really short. Yeah. AJ Styles is the champion, WWE champ. He's held the title for a while now. When did yes. he win that? Oh, um, he won it off Jinder at uh, the last pay per view of twenty Clash seventeen. Yeah, Clash Champions. Yes. Um. Oh, wait, no, he was before that. Yeah, because it was before the India tour. Yes. Um, so sometime around Survivor Series, maybe a little before that. No, what, yeah, it was before that because that's why he wrestled Brock. Uh, Hell in a Cell. It must have been. Um, anyway, so uh, AJ Styles has been the champ for many months now, and Shinsuke Nakamura won the Royal Rumble, and so he called out AJ. The non WWE backstory behind this is that. These two fought at a Wrestle Kingdom in New Japan a number of years ago. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom 9, I, I believe. Think so. And uh, tore the house down. These two are two of the best wrestlers on the planet. Um, and so, obviously, WWE likes to do that thing like they did with Andre getting body slammed by Hogan. If it didn't happen at WrestleMania, it never happened anywhere in the world. So this is, according to them, the like, you know, oh my God, the dream match. We're finally getting it. And it's like, well, we got we got it once, but this is the second and it's still going to be great. Yes. And it's the first time at WrestleMania for a WWE belt. So um, obviously, we just talked about Shinsuke. We didn't even talk about that on SmackDown, did we? I mentioned it at the top of the show. Oh, yeah. The mind games. Mind gaming. Fucking hell. Uh, They've been teaming together. So they've been teaming together a little bit and have each other's backs. But Shinsuke has been saying about how, uh, you know, he's going to be he he he's going to beat him at WrestleMania. And on this week's SmackDown, um, he actually played mind games. With he ran AJ up to do a Kinshasa and then stopped mm. and tapped him on the head. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is after a promo. He cut where he said the reason AJ will lose is that AJ is too emotional and that Shinsuke himself is a very logical, mellow fighter mm-hmm. and that he thinks about what he's doing. So it's going to be a great match. It's going to be a real fucking fun match. Sure. Uh, Miz versus Seth versus Finn in a Intercontinental Championship triple threat match. Um, but this one's pretty simple. The Miz has been a long, long time champ with the the IC belt and he hasn't he's beat pretty much every single challenger that has been thrown his way uh not very many challengers as of late have been thrown his way but he's still retained right um and then Seth and Finn both were looking for their road to WrestleMania um originally Seth was the one who called out the Miz and that kind of set it up and then Finn also called out the Miz and they're like ah well it'll be a triple threat that and, and part of this also goes to the build up to the Rumble and also the build up of uh the build up of the Rumble and then the build up of Elimination Chamber because uh Miz was going on even before the Rumble about how he could be the first in a long time holder uh he could be the first ic and champion in a long time and the first ic universal champion Mm -hmm. of of all time um and then obviously that didn't work out for him at the rumble and there was interactions with seth and finn in the rumble and then in the lead up to elimination chamber finn got in and had been sort of feuding a little bit with miz 
And then Seth was like, well, I don't have, now that Jason Jordan's injured, I don't have a path to WrestleMania, so where do I go? Mm-hmm. And uh, managed to get himself into the Elimination Chamber, which irked the Miz almost more than anyone. Uh-huh. And then in the Elimination Chamber, Miz and Rollins and Finn were all the starters, and Miz tried to get them to turn on each other. Um, and then ever since then, on Miz TV segments and the like, he's been trying to turn those two against each other. Hoping they'll kill each other and he can just, you know, be a vulture. Uh huh. Um, so that's the main gist of that feud is the Miz is trying to break the record for longest intercontinental championship reign. Um, and if he retains, in all likelihood, he will. Mm-hmm. Um, next, Randy- cumulative days, cumulative days. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not, uh, not single reign. Yeah. Not in a streak, not consecutive. No. Day after day. No, he would. Break, he would. He would break number one for most days held of all time. Of all time, yes. Um, I that think, said, the person who held it number one did hold it con- consecutively. Sure, but he is also one win away yeah. from being the most number of times someone has Over held it Jericho. of all time. Yeah, I think he's tied with them right now at nine. Um, so Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode versus Jinder now also versus Rusev. It is now a fatal four way. Um, so a quick aside is that Randy Orton has had a weird year, um, to say the least. Yeah. Last um, year he walked away from the mania as the U S or as the WWE, WWE champ, champ. Yes. Over Bray Wyatt in a shit fest of a shit fest. Yeah. There was a lot going on and I'll talk about that in the standalone thing. If I, if I go ahead and get that done a little bit more in depth, but you know, he was part of the Wyatt family and then he wasn't. And then he beat cha- then champion Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania last year for the title. And since then, he also had a 10 second match against Rusev at SummerSlam. It's weird. Uh, you know, it's been a really weird year for, for Randy Orton. Um, you know, he, he was the champ, then he wasn't. And then, uh, he was in a bunch of feuds f- with, with gender for the championship and lost them all. And then uh, at some point, he wound up taking, this is, I think, at Fastlane, wound up taking the belt off of Bobby Roode, um, who had been U.S. champion for a number of months. Um, Bobby Roode, he, you know, he got the same, I don't want to say kiss of death, but the same problem we had when Shinsuke first came to the main roster in that his first feud was against Dolph Ziggler and it was very lukewarm. And it took a little while to sort of heat up Bobby Roode. And he eventually won the U.S. Championship off of Ziggler. Well, he won it off out of a Ziggler vacate. Yeah. Um, there was a tournament, and uh, he won the U.S. Championship. So he'd been the champion for a number of months. He is still face at this point. I mean, not a number of months. He got it in January. It's two months. Number of months. Two. Sure. <laughs> two or three. Um, and Jinder, also weird, had been the WWE champion uh, for, an, for a number of months, that's fair to say, mm-hmm. with not a lot of title defenses oh, except yeah, no. against he was Orton. champ for like five, six months. And then, you know, he beat Orton a couple of times and he eventually dropped it to AJ. Um, and then AJ went on to feud with like KO and them. Um, so Jinder has also been sort of in this limbo ever since. Um, being tossed into this U.S. championship feud. And we thought that was just going to be the triple threat. Obviously, we talked about early in the show. Uh, Rusev pinned Orton on SmackDown this week, and he has been added. Rusev's story is also quite strange in that um, 
you know, WrestleMania 31, he comes in on a tank as the U.S. champion. Mm-hmm. And kind of ever since... Has not done much. You know, Cena beat him like five times, almost in a row. Uh, and, and that god-awful fucking flag match at that battleground that one time with yeah, Cena, where terrible. Cena beat him again. Russo's had some pretty weird feuds. He, he was out injured for a minute. That's true. And then one of the things that sort of revitalized him happens to be that one half of the vaude villains got fired um, or released, however you want to put it, future endeavored. And so Aiden English became free after Simon Gotch left, and they sort of did a a, a pairing that was very strange. And sometimes with these strange pairings, you get a Brizongo where it's successful for its own thing, and sometimes you get a League of Nations where it just doesn't work. Um, Rusev actually involved in the latter of that. Mm-hmm. Um, this time it worked. They paired up the singing aid in English to be the hype man for the Bulgarian brute Rusev. They were kind of supposed to be a tag team. They tagged for a little bit, but they've still they've still tagged they still a tag every times. now and then. But, but it's, it's but they, very obviously a Rusev led. But they made Aiden the hype man, and it has worked organically. It has gotten over. Uh, Aiden started singing about how this is that actually started as a Christmas time promo. Because it was the 12 days, days of, of Rusev, Rusev. Yeah. Which then turned into 12 Rusev days. And then that turned into Rusev Day, which has become his little battle cry. And every day is Rusev Day, spoiler alert. Um, and so Rusev is insanely over right now. They keep booking him as a heel, but clearly the crowd likes him. So maybe this is the face turn championship win that he needs if to really... If they book it smart, it fi- it will be. That would be amazing. That is the best possible outcome, in our opinions. Um, so let's move on. Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax is rather simple to explain. Um, Nia had been in the title hunt. You know, she's she's well, she had also course. been used as Alexa by her bodyguard well, and her muscle, right? And I'm I'm, I'm going to get into that couple for oh, yeah. a couple months. So for a long time, Nia was was the muscle for Alexa Bliss. She had convinced her to be. Um, the sort of muscle. We're gonna skip over the whole thing with Enzo because that's non. I don't think doesn't really matter anymore. Well, it doesn't matter anyway. Sure. Um, at some point, Naya turned on her kind of like Batista style. Um, with the evolution. Um, yeah, that was kind of botched because then they were hanging out like the next week, and then they were like within a couple on of each weeks. other. They they like went back and forth on being friends and uh, not for like a month. And eventually, month. they settled on their friends again. And Alexa has been a phenomenal heel champion. Not a lot of title defenses, but a phenomenal heel champion on the mic. She does good work in the mm-hmm. ring. And she had been buttering up Naya, um, you know, being like, oh, you know, I love you and you're the best. Now, on the side, after Alexa's weird feud with Mickey James last year, mm-hmm. where she, you know, left the pens in her locker room and called her old. At some point, Alexa and Mickey became close and they started helping each other. Um, this is maybe two months ago, three months yeah, ago, something like that. Uh, around the Rumble, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And so Mickey started helping Alexa and vice versa, and they started kind of teaming up and hanging out and just really being a mean girls club. And at some point a few weeks ago, there was a hot mic in the locker room oh, no. situation where Alexa could be That's overheard. Been broadcast to the old Rita. Oh no, Charlie, you idiot! <laughs> um, and so it, it was broadcast out to the crowd, wink, that uh, Alexa was secretly manipulating Naya and thinks that she's an idiot and that she's fat and she hates her and she's just using her to get what she wants. So Naya went 
nuts. Ape shit. And has been smashing everything in her way. So that's the gist of Naya versus Alexa. Um, it's sort of a Naya getting back at the mean Alexa Bliss. Also, Alexa had grown a little uh, complacent because she was expecting Asuka to pick her for Asuka's uh, Royal, Royal Rumble, Rumble win. win. Yeah. And then Asuka didn't. And she was like, um, what? what? And then Naya stepped up and was like, okay, you fight me, girl. So the next match is Charlotte Flair and Asuka. Again, very simple explanation here. Uh, in terms Charlotte's of Charlotte's champ, Asuka won the Royal Rumble. She picked to face Charlotte because she thought that that was a better fight. And Asuka has been undefeated since her since she came to NXT. So it's been how many days is the Asuka streak up to? Four hundred. It's a long time. Five hundred. I thought it was over five hundred. It's been a. Lo- it's been because um, it's it's been going on since like twenty fifteen, hasn't it? It's been so that's well over three hundred. It's been going on for a while. Um, Oscar's streak uh, is definitely long. She has won two hundred and forty-four consecutive WWE matches. So, and this is as of uh, January twenty-fifth, two thousand eighteen. So this is going towards the Rumble. So she's won. And that's matches, not days. It has been a long time since Oscar lost is the point. Um, so will she lose her, her streak to Charlotte at WrestleMania? Uh, is it possible that Carmella cashes in her money in the bank at this match? We don't know. Carmella won the money in the bank in uh, June or July of last year with the help of her then valet, James Ellsworth. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, the bar versus Braun Strowman and a to be determined tag team partner. Um, the bar has been the champions, the tag team champions for a long time, off and on. Um, this current run's been going for a little while, uh, since around the Rumble. Uh, Jason Jordan, Ed Rollins had the belt, um, but it's been going on for a couple months, and over the last like year, the bar has been the tag team champions, off and on, repeatedly. Yes, with long stretches. Um, they were definitely. Wait, no, they weren't the champs at. No, Gallows and Anderson were the champs going into last year's WrestleMania. Well, no, yeah, but uh, they weren't the champs at uh, Survivor Series. No, they because were not. they fought. The Usos fought. Uh, it was supposed to be the Shield. Yes. Um, and so wait, no. Yes. It's been it's it's been it's been them yeah. for off and on for the last year. Um they're a great team. Braun with no clear path to WrestleMania and not being involved in any of the major title hunts decided to crash a battle royale to figure out who would be the number one contender for the tag team championship, the Raw Tag Team Championship. He crashed it and he won. He eliminated all the other teams. So Braun became the number one contender for the tag team championship uh by himself. Kurt told him he couldn't do that. He had to have a tag team partner. It has not been announced. In all likelihood, it will be announced at WrestleMania as a surprise. That although there is, a, there is a chance that they could announce it on the Go Home Show next week. It's possible. Um, next match, the Usos versus the New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers. So, very, very quickly. 
If you've been out of the loop for a while, the Usos are no longer the face painted, clad, happy go lucky champions. Nah. Um, they were tired of not being recognized for their talents and instead switched to this Uso penitentiary kind of gimmick uh-huh. where they have a very street vibe, a very urban vibe to them. And they're, they're coming out and cutting skating promos, which have been very good. They are very um, good. And and then they quickly shot up to be like the best tag team in the world in all yes. of wrestling. They're very, very good. Uh, and they've had some fantastic feuds with the New Day over the last year. And then they like slowly transitioned into being face, but with the same like fire and personas. So it's hard to define them. They're very tweener. Yeah. Because they don't do as much heel stuff as they used to. Yeah, pretty much since... Uh, the SmackDown after Hell in a Cell. They've yes. been like kind of face-ish. And, that did, and a lot of that had to do with that mutual respect with the New Day mm-hmm. angle that they did. Yeah. And then obviously the New Day are fantastic. They're still New Day. Yeah, the, it is still the same old New Day. They're dumping less cereal and throwing more flapjacks nowadays. But there's, you know, other than throwing pancakes at the crowd, they're pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the Bludgeon Brothers are interesting, and we'll try to brief through this because I know we've been going for a little while now. Um, this is Harper and Rowan, formerly of the Wyatt family, so last year, going into WrestleMania, uh, Harper was driven away from Bray Wyatt by Randy Orton through subterfuge when Randy Orton joined the Wyatt family and then secretly broke up the Wyatt family from the inside. Mm-hmm. The only reason that's all important for this is that Harper left. Now, Harper was shooting damnation and then also dealing with some nagging injuries, and Rowan was still kind of recovering from some nagging injuries. And they were gone for a while. And then they came back as the mysterious Bludgeon Brothers who carry giant hammers to the ring to bludgeon people with. Which Uh, they've never bludgeoned anyone with. Not successfully. They've swung it a couple times and missed. But that being said, uh, they have been booked very strong. Mostly jobbers, but Mm -hmm. very strong. They flatten everything in their way. And they move from jobbers to, well, still jobbers, but the Ascension. The low card. And uh, and Brizongo. And now, recently, they've been attacking the Usos and the New Day, who have been forced to sort of team together a little bit against the Bludgeon Brothers. However, in this match, it is a triple threat. Mm-hmm. So, while they may team together, the Usos or the New Day cannot win collectively. Yeah. A-, a team has to be the winner. So, that is our match going in for the tag team titles. Uh, next up, real quick, Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali, both faces, both won the cruiserweight uh, tournament. tournament on their respective sides. So this is the final of the tournament for the vacant WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, obviously, last year, Neville won, won and retained against uh, Austin Aries, but neither of them are in WWE nope. anymore. Uh, Neville might come back. There is talks that Neville is still under contract and might come back. Well, he's definitely still out. under contract. But he but... might come back as mm-hmm. opposed to waiting out that contract to end. Austin is already a champion in TNA now. Uh, then Enzo won it at some point later, and Enzo, uh, there was a scandal where he was accused of uh, sexual improprieties. I mm-hmm. guess is the nicest way to say it. Uh, so he has been let go from the WWE. So the title has been vacant for a while. This tournament is to decide who will be the new Cruiser Championship. It's been great. Yeah, good good matches. And this one, if they give them a great spot, they're going to fucking shine. Uh, both Mustafa and Cedric are huge crowd pleasers. Um, both do some really high-flying uh, and impressive moves. Um, I know Cedric what is the heavy favorite. Which one? The reverse four. Is the it? 054. 054. Um, I know Cedric is kind of the heavy favorite and everyone's predicting him to win, but I'm cheering for Mustafa. Sure. 
Uh, next, I'm just going to go ahead and get to these two because they're the they're the easiest ones. Mm-hmm. Just real quick. Uh, the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royale is the women's equivalent of the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial Royale, which both of those will be happening on the card. Up until recently, this was called the uh, Great Moolah. Uh, fabulous moolah. Fabulous moolah. Well, up until um, recently, you mean they announced it and then a week later ago, dumped yeah. the name. And then two weeks ago, dumped the name because of some, you know, allegations. Um, and then the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial Royale is also it happened. It's happened every year for the past four years, yeah. five years, something like that. Um, big names that we know so far. Um, in the men's side is Matt Hardy. Um, uh. I don't even know who else is in that as of right now. Uh, men's side is Dash Wilder, Scott Dawson, Baron Corbin, Mojo Raleigh, Ty Dillinger, Matt Hardy, Dolph Ziggler, Tyler Breeze, and Fandango. Women's side is Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan, Naomi, Natalia, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, Bailey, and Lana. The big story of either of those two is Sasha and Bailey are both in the women's battle royale side. And that is a feud that has gone back to NXT when they had the greatest women's NXT feud. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe one of the greatest women's feud in WWE history. They had the Iron Woman match. They've had a bunch of great matches against each other. Um in NXT, they haven't really fought against each other on the on the main roster yet. Uh, they've been in matches where you know it was like a fatal five way or the elimination well, yeah, chamber. And they're also they've been friends. And they've, they've both been, been faces. Been faces. And and it's really friends. looking. They're really pushing towards what looks like a. Um, Sasha heel turn and going to f- fully turn on uh, Bailey as friends. And they on last Raw they were fighting each other in the hallways. Yeah, we just talked about that early in the episode. Yeah. So yeah, it looks like it's happening. I'm going to smart book it and say they're going to be the last two in the tournament, and then they're going to brawl and go crazy with it, and we'll see how it ends. Now these last two matches, it's arguable which one is the bigger match. Um. I'll go ahead and first and say Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, subject to Shane McMahon being fully recovered. Yes. Um, because he was non-kayfabe hospitalized uh, with an injury, uh, diverticulitis, uh, and then something else as well. There was another complication to it. There was some kind of other infection. Um, but he's had surgery, and he's been released, and it sounds like he's going to be good to go. So, Kevin Owens... Uh, obviously, he was Universal Championship a champion uh, in going into Fast Lane of last year's WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, he lost it to Goldberg, who then defended it against Brock Lesnar uh, and Ke- Jericho and the Festival of Friendship. But that's all leading into 2016 stuff. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have had a history through their entire careers of being enemies with each other and best uh, friends and best friends simultaneously. Um, and so they fight each other all the time. Now, at some point during the year, Kevin Owens gets into a feud with Shane McMahon, which ties into the Shane McMahon AJ feud. Uh, and uh, ultimately, Kevin feels like he's been screwed over by Shane O'Mac in and that he feud. He thinks that Shane is taking the spotlight of more deserving people. Sure. Uh, to which Shane has then promptly taken more spotlights. That is true. But- <laughs> That is true. Because that was the Hell in a Cell main event. And that so, was him being a guest ref and them screwing each other out of the things with guest refing. And at, at Hell in the Cell, and this is important, uh, just as Shane went to jump off the Hell in a Cell to essentially murder Kevin Owens, uh, a hooded figure appeared and pulled KO off the table. And it was revealed that the hooded figure was Sami Zayn, 
who up to that point had been the babyest of baby faces. Mm-hmm. And suddenly we had a heel, Sami Zayn, who was like, you know what, Kevin? We've been best friends and mortal enemies for a long time. And I'm realizing you were right. You were right about this whole thing. So what winds up happening is we see Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens essentially feuding with Shane O'Mac without feuding with Shane O'Mac. Mm-hmm. They're doing a lot of things where they're fucking up plans for Shane. Uh, they're interfering in a lot of other matches, trying to make a name for themselves, interject themselves into the title hunt. And Shane wants to screw them out. Now, Daniel, who is the general manager uh, underneath the commissioner, Shane McMahon, has been kind of on Kevin Owens and Sammy's side. It's kind of been like to say if they've been on their side or if he's been trying to... He's at least trying to make it fair. Exactly. Whereas both sides have been using personal vendettas to fuel their actions, and Daniel is just trying to be an impartial judge mediator between the two. Parties. So ultimately what winds up happening is that Shane McMahon costs Sammy and Kevin Owen both title opportunities at Fastlane. Uh, he had kind of tried to pit them against each other, but they would they would like occasionally turn on each other a little bit but never fully they were still friends and so after that had happened shane mcmahon came out to tell everyone he was going to take a leave of absence for a while and you know what kevin and sammy you were right i did this to you my bad i got this too personal i'm gonna leave and ko and sammy had a very calm and rational reaction to that of destroying shane mcmahon mm-hmm. just power bombing him onto stuff hitting him in the throat with a steel chair, trying to basically murder this man in front of his kids. And Daniel says, uh, first off, it's important to note that Daniel Bryan, like we talked about in last week's episode, medically cleared to come back to act competition. Yep. So Sammy and Kevin come out and are like, hey, we're so glad you've been on our side this whole time. And now Shane's gone and you and me and Sammy can run the roost is what Kevin says. Uh-huh. And Daniel's like, your boss left his position while telling you he was wrong and he was sorry. And you then beat him up. I have no choice but to fire you. So Daniel said in the opportunity of fairness, because that's what he's about. He's giving Sammy and Kevin a chance to win their jobs back if they can beat him and and, and Shane McMahon in a tag team match at WrestleMania. So if mm-hmm. Kevin and Sammy win, they are rehired. And if not, they remain fired. If mm-hmm. you want more about that feud, listen to the last like two episodes. Uh, and then finally... Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, and like we oh mentioned, boy. this goes back to WrestleMania 31, yes, where does. Ronda Rousey made an appearance. Uh, she was kind of involved with a thing with The Rock, Rock, and that like so Ronda and The Rock like got into a little scuffle, kinda with, with the two of them, yeah. Triple H and Stephanie, mostly Triple H. Yeah. Um, and, Although she did put Steph in that armbar for a minute. Yeah. And so that was a thing. And then Ronda went back to UFC and did not do well. And a lot uh, of that has to tie in with the fact that for from up until WrestleMania, Jesus, 32, for maybe five years, we had had this running the authority storyline. Uh-huh. And there were various incarnations of it, but it was always trips and stuff with some goons around them. Samoa Joe was in for a while. Seth Rollins was the face of it for a long time. Kane um J and J security. Uh-huh. And so The Rock had finally stood up to them at WrestleMania 31 said, "Hey, stop fucking making this about yourselves and burying everybody." And then Trips was like, "What are you going to do about it?" And that's when Ronda, who had been in Fast and Furious 7 with The Rock, jumped the barricade and went to help him. Mm-hmm. Um man, man not mankind, Mick Foley was general manager for a long time before being replaced with Kurt Angle. Yep. And uh 
Kurt has mostly been just a GM. However, he has been cleared to be uh, an active wrestler. And his first match back was filling in for Roman Reigns, who was out with meningitis. Yes. Uh, during the Shield reunion. So he's fought a couple of times. So we know that he can go. Um, and that leads us to Ronda Rousey signing. Yes. And so Ronda Rousey appeared at the Rumble. Yeah. Shows up in UFC. Uh, or in WWE, uh, she's done with the UFC. She comes to the Rumble. Everyone's like, "Ooh!" Not in the Rumble, but just yeah, at, at the Rumble. Rumble. Um, and she does the whole finger pointing at the Mania sign, and then everyone's like, "What are you doing, Ronda?" And she's like, "I'm a full time WWE or now." Blah blah blah. And everyone's like, "Cool, like, okay." Uh, and so then they have a big like signing contract signing segment that was at not Fastlane, um, the one that. Raw had. Yes. Uh, the one that Raw had. Yes, whatever that one is. Um, elimination Chamber. Yes, duh. Uh, anyway, so is that Elimination Chamber? They had a big contract signing, and as Rhonda is signing the contract, uh, Kurt is like, grabs a mic and is like, yeah, they, they just, uh, they're so excited to have you. We're all excited to have you. And they, uh, by the way, Triple H and Stephanie said that they're gonna use you, and, and she's like, bitch. "Um, what?" And she's like, "Yeah, uh, you're 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 gonna be their little bitch." And she's like, "That's obviously not flying." So Kurt, so Trips is like, "Ah, Kurt said too many head injuries, and he's tired. He's got pneumonia. I'm gonna get him the fuck out of here." And Kurt on the entrance ramp, like a crazy person being escorted out by securities, is like, "You have to listen to me, Rhonda. Like they're using you. The truth is out there." <laughs> um. And then Rhonda goes to attack Steph. Trips come back and is like, no, 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 you can't attack my wife. So she puts him through a fucking table. Uh-huh. And uh, that's pretty much led up to this. So Triple H and Stephanie are the big bad bosses who are like, we own you now. You can't do this. And Rhonda's like, no one owns me. And She's Kurt's rowdy like, Rhonda. And Kurt is like, I'm Kurt fucking Angle. Fucking deal with it. And we're probably going to get Kurt's first first since he's come back in his proper attire singlet. in his singlet first full entrance uh-huh um i hope he wears the fucking headgear the the dorky heel yeah. headgear um it's been great having kurt back as a gm um it's unfortunate that the matches that he's been in you know he wasn't able to really be kurt angle the one was the survivor series match he didn't get a proper yeah, he had to be a shield that. member and he was a shield member which is cool yeah. seeing him as the proudest dad of all time uh-huh was definitely fun uh, so that's the card that we have as of right now. There might be some more matches. Added might to be it. some more. Uh, might next be week, some less. Next week is the go home show. So next week we're going to be breaking down the go home shows. It's, uh-huh. It should be insane. Uh, you know, two of the biggest raws of the year: the go home to Mania and the Raw after Mania. So, well, next week we will have our WrestleMania predictions. Yeah. Uh, we will have probably our NXT TakeOver New Orleans predictions. Uh-huh. Uh, that is also going to be a fucking fantastic oh, yeah. show. But we don't have time to talk about that today. We'll talk about that next week. Go Homes next week. NXT predictions. WrestleMania predictions. At some point in this next week, I'm planning on recording a standalone with a much more in-depth analysis of the storylines of all these wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So if you're out of the loop, hopefully today's episode helped you fill in a little bit. If you want a more in-depth breakdown, that's coming. Anyway, you can follow Bob on Twitter at Bob. Or Pecky. just tweet at us. Yeah. Ask us tweet questions. At us. We will read it on air if you tweeted us at small package pod we will read it uh follow bob on twitter at bob Fagney. follow me on twitter and social media at cb for both of us at small package pod on facebook and twitter we gotta go anyway 
Thank you so much. We'll be back next week. Hit it with the ball, soul package. Spider-Man. <laughs>